sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. As long as you can remember, there's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memory, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do, Monday through Friday, right here on Sports Grid Radio. Uh, among other places, our good uh, new home at Sirius XM Channel 204, welcoming back into the fold of the family uh, over at uh, the three-letter network. All right, a lot to get to this hour. We got to have to check out the NFL lines. We got a couple of college football notes. We got some uh, head coaching news to get to. Uh, NBA, uh, where's Kyrie? We're going to find out what's going on in Chicago and Seattle. And uh, also, uh, how about the sports talk show host for 500, Aaron? Uh, how about that news from yesterday? And the NHL hits the ice as uh, the NHL season begins uh, later on tonight. Mega million numbers. Uh, if you had the drawing last night, $625 million. I will tell you, you did not win. So continue to work. Uh, 12, 14, 26, 28, 33 with mega million number nine. Uh, according to the site I looked at, lottery.org, nobody won because they're projecting uh, out to be 750 million bucks next time out. So, which is Friday. So, nice, easy numbers, nothing crazy. Little sequence there at 2, 4, 6, 8 with 12, 14, 26, 28. But uh, no one had enough smarts to, to play that. So, we move on. 750 million bucks. We'll dream on for a few more days. How about that? Football news NFL will start there. Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson revealing yesterday that he's never played a game in the snow. Having gone to college at Louisville, I do find that surprising. Now, He's been in the league a few years, but, uh, you know, first of all, there's very few fields now that are actually outdoors in cold weather sites. You got a couple, but, you know, realistically, for the most part, they're, they're, we now have dome stadiums. A few, but weather has been pretty tame over the last two, three years. It really has. I mean, you could count literally on one hand how many times we had snow here in New York in the last two years combined. And you could throw this year in. We had a little bit of snow before Christmas. That was nice. Other than that, that's been it. You know, knock on wood. I got my generator that's supposed to be installed. Cross your fingers sometime, hopefully later this month or next month. So I'm holding out hope that we don't get a big blizzard before then. Uh, but otherwise, it's been pretty tame. So I understand, you know, why he hasn't played in the NFL. I just figured somewhere at, at Louisville they would have played at least one game. They got some cold weather sites on their schedule, whether it's Boston College, whether it's North Carolina, um, you know, Georgia Tech, you get some snow in Georgia, right? That's not that crazy of a notion. So uh, Virginia a couple of times, uh, depending if they played Virginia, Virginia Tech. So, I mean, I would have thought somewhere, but he says no, so we'll take it for his word. And there's a 40% chance of snow 
for Buffalo Saturday night when they're supposed to play the uh, Bills. So, and they're saying accumulation could be as much as an inch. Well, what does that mean? It could be, could be, it could not be. And why only an inch? I mean, if there's a 40% chance of snow, maybe there's two inches. Uh, these weathermen are bozos. Uh, just, they, they don't know if they're coming or going. So, But the point is, Lamar was joking about it, but did throw in there at the end that he hopes it doesn't snow. And, and watching him play in the slippery conditions against Cleveland a few weeks back when he couldn't find his gripping the first half and then had to get new cleats, you know, terrific second half before he got hurt there. Uh, but, you know, that, that is a little, you know, for a guy that wants to scramble around, you know, it's not that big a deal. You drop back the pass, and in a lot of ways it helps the offense because the wide receivers know where they're going, where the defensive backs don't, and it's a little diff- difficult to, to cover those guys. But when you're a scrambling quarterback and you need footing and you want to go left and go right and do this and do that and you're so much quicker than everybody else, you, know, you throw some snow and some wet conditions, ice on the field, that evens the score a little bit. So I, I would be concerned if I'm a Baltimore fan. Uh, former Texans wide receiver Andre Johnson tweeted out that uh, if he was Deshaun Watson, he would stand his ground, his words. Uh, the Texans organization, he tweeted out, also is known for wasting players' careers, which is just an absolute joke. I mean, <laughs> this guy did more to have Houston not succeed in the postseason than any player in uh, Houston Texans history that, other than maybe DeAndre Hopkins, who also tweeted out when Dre, meaning Andre Johnson, speaks, listen. Two bozos, two guys that have failed more times in big spots than anybody now want to tell Deshaun Watson what to do, and they want to blame the Texans organization for their failures. Okay, that, that that's how it works. Okay, sure. But that said, as a Dolphin fan that is hoping for a Deshaun Watson trade, you know what? Pile on, boys. I'm right behind you, 100%. I'll, I'll turn on your computer. I'll log on to your Twitter account. I'll open up a Facebook and, uh, and uh, Instagram account if you want to. Keep piling on. Keep egging Deshaun Watson on. Keep challenging him. Why don't you next say, yeah, if, if Deshaun Watson was a man, he'd walk into that Texans front office and demand a trade today. Why don't you say something like that? Go ahead. Get this guy so riled up, so pissed off. Put him in a corner where he could do nothing but demand a trade. Why not? And then the Dolphin doors will open up. You want your third overall pick back? Go ahead. You want two tags? Take him. He stinks. But you know what? He'll be good in Houston, though. Uh, you know, you even want the, your second-round pick back. I don't want to give up that that second-first-round pick to the Dolphins. Yet. But you want the third overall pick and the 35th overall pick and Tua? Take him. No problem. Because you know what? Uh, th- these teams are going to find out what I've been preaching for the longest time anyway. Salary cap's going down to $175 million. I don't know why these dopey NBA or NFL players ever agreed to that. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they should have stepped in and said, no, one-year provision, keep the salary cap at $200 million. But it's going to get lower. And you got a guy like uh, Watson that's making, you know, $35 million a year and some of these quarterbacks making a gazillion dollars. I don't know how they're going to fit him into the cap. I, I-, I really don't. Where's Kyrie? That is next right here on Opposite Picks Sports Grid Radio, Series 6 Channel. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, among our many platforms, as we welcome in our new audience uh, over the last uh, week and a half or so. Uh, you can check us out over uh, many affiliates across the, the nation as well. And it's always easiest, uh, if anything else, just go to sportsgrid.com. Uh, hit the listen the little logo there, and you can listen there. And that's where you can get uh, on demand. I get that a lot of times on, uh, you know, some guys are going to work. They're getting out of their car. Maybe they missed a portion of the show. They want to know if they can listen to the entirety, uh, you know, the two hours. Uh, you can always go to sportsgrid.com and check it out, and uh, all the previous shows are there. YouTube has them uh, as well, but it's easier to just go to uh, to sportsgrid. So and NBA, listen, I try not to bore you with the NBA. It, really, the NBA is as low as it's ever been in my life. It really, I mean, even back to the days, I remember the, the Washington uh, Wizards or then the Bullets in, in Golden State having their NBA Finals game be uh, taped delayed. I, I remember that stuff. But e- even back then, people were more into the NBA than I think what they are right now. Uh, because the stories like I'm about to tell you, and it, it's really, it's, it's so disheartening. It really is. Um, it's just remarkable. I was going to sneeze there. Uh, it, it's just remarkable, uh, the, the, the discontent. You know, you, we talked about already, uh, James Hart, guy's making $35, $40 million a year, and he's not happy. How is that possible? I mean, how can you not be happy with your situation? How bad can it be when someone's paying you that kind of money? You don't like his things, big stinking deal. You know what? So what? I, I could probably, you go to any team out there, I guarantee you, you'll find something about the owner you don't like. That's just nature. That's just life. You know, you're not going to love every single thing about somebody. And if he is a Trump guy and you don't like that, who cares, you know? I mean, that's the sign of you making too much money when you're going to be that anal about the situation. And I don't know if that ultimately is it with Harden, but seems to be there's got to be something because he has a great situation. I know they're trying to change the team around, but they're seemingly doing that on his wishes. So I don't get it. So that that's one reason why, you know, you don't like – uh, the NBA game. Then there's a Kyrie Irving situation. What a freaking bozo this guy is. Now, keep in mind, this is the same guy that legitimately said he thinks the world could be round and legitimately thinks that, you know, we never went uh, on the moon. And I know there are some conspiracy guys, and I'm a conspiracy. I, you know that. You know, LLs know that. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to your conspiracy. I may not buy it, but I'll listen to it. Um, but, you know, if he really doesn't think we went on the moon, if he really believes the world is flat, I mean, so right away we're starting a little bit behind everybody else. Now he's gone AWOL. All right, we found a week ago or so that the net said personal reasons. And I told you yesterday, when you say personal reasons, you're buying time. You are. You know, unless you want to be a, just a jerk, uh, and those days are gone for me. That you want to, okay, you know what? You don't know what's happening, especially in 2020, 21 here. You know, it could be COVID, could be death, could be sickness, could be illness, could be, you know, anything. I mean, the guy lives in Brooklyn, all right? So there you go. It could be anything. So when you say personal reasons, it's not that he's unhappy like James Harden, who has not missed the game, to his credit, by the way. Uh, you know, it's, it's not because he's injured like last year, uh, you know, you could pick and choose on, on what uh, excuses are okay and not okay. But when you say personal reasons, that gives you free reign to go ahead and miss a couple of games. So he's missed one game. And he's missed two games. And he's missed three games. And now he's missed four games. And the personal reasons are not going away, seemingly, because they don't know when he's going to return. Uh, he's supposed to – well, uh, 
they have some games coming up this weekend, and they don't know if he's going to be there or not. I won't say he's supposed to be there. So he's got these personal reasons. All right. It is what it is. Personal reasons are personal reasons. But now we find out that there's a video that's being sent around social media of Kyrie Irving at his sister's birthday party, which apparently was this year. Can't confirm that, but that's what they're saying. Not wearing a mask, oh, by the way. That's the biggest concern. It's so stupid. You know, this world is so crazy. You know, the guy's out for personal reasons, and they're more concerned about the fact that he's at this party uh, laughing and joking and smiling, by the way, uh, because he doesn't have a mask on. Forget about the fact that he's, you know, leaving his team high and dry. So now we got this video. Can't confirm it's from this year. It might not be. It may, maybe it's from last year. Who knows? Uh, but it doesn't look obviously good that he's out for personal reasons, and now there's a video of him celebrating his sister's birthday party. And if that's not bad enough, you know where LeBron, or you know where Kyrie was last night? Well, the Nets played Denver, Scott. Was he at the game? No, he wasn't at the game. He was at a political Zoom party. Yeah, I kid you not. Some wannabe politician uh, was having a Zoom call, and lo and behold, who pops up at around 7.30 or so Eastern time on that Zoom call? Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Oh, you can't make this stuff up. You, you just—it's—it's it's, you know—you can either laugh or cry, Nets fans. I mean, here is a guy that's been a wall now for four games. The head coach doesn't know where the fudge he is. You know, poor Steve Nash doesn't know if he's coming or going. Doesn't have any idea if he's going to return this week, this month, this season. He's hoping, but he honestly, you know, couldn't make any kind of commitment. The Nets in general said basically the same thing. You know what? Uh, he's out for personal reasons. When he comes back, he can explain it. Other than that, you know, we're going to let him have his time away. And there he is. So he's not telling the world. He's not telling the Nets. I don't know if he's telling his teammates or not. You know, bad job by the Brooklyn Net beat reporter. You know, I, I got a feeling somebody on that Nets team whether it's KD or whoever, they got to know where this clown is, right? I mean, so if you're a beat reporter of the Brooklyn Nets and you can't figure this out, I mean, how do you look yourself in the mirror? You know, how, how are you collecting your paycheck knowing that the whole world wants to know, you know, or at least the Net fan wants to know where the fudge Kyrie Irving is, and yet you can't find out, uh, you know, so much for your so-called sources, right? So, but there's Kyrie out for over a week, missing four games, no idea when he's going to return, and there he is on a political Zoom call last night, a half hour before the Nets tip-off against the Nuggets at home. Oh, my goodness. What a bozo. I mean, you talk about just being unprofessional, uh, just just an absolute clown. That's just – and this guy is making $33 million a year. 33, over 33 million. This is the guy that you wanted to be the face of the franchise. This is the guy that you teamed up with Kevin Durant and said, come to Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, not necessarily your hometown. He's from New Jersey, but your home area. He wanted to come back, didn't want to play for the Knicks, you know, wanted to play for Brooklyn. He wanted to be the boy. This is why. This is why they chose Brooklyn and not the New York Knicks, both Kyrie and KD. Because I guarantee if they made this proposal for the Knicks, they would have found a way to get both these guys on the roster, right? But they chose Brooklyn. Why? Because they knew they could run the show in Brooklyn. 
Can't run it with the Knicks. You just can't. As bad as that organization is, and as god-awful as they've been over the last several years uh, and decades, you're not running the New York Knicks. You're just not. Not Especially not with uh, you know the ownership that they have. But with Brooklyn, you know, that's looking for an identity. It's like, yeah, you come on in. You do whatever you want. You, know, you don't like our head coach, even though he's been very successful. We'll fire him. But you, you want to bring in Kyrie? Great. You want to bring in KD, even though he's going to miss an entire year? And we got to pay him, you know, $30-plus million? No problem. You come in. You do whatever you want. You know, even when they named Steve Nash head coach, remember it was Kyrie at the beginning of the year, said, well, we really don't have a head coach. It's really on the players. You know, th- this guy's a buffoon. And now he goes AWOL for four games and who knows how many more. And the last we've seen of him, he's on a political Zoom call last night. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. And this guy's going to go to the bank with a seven-figure paycheck every other Friday. Wow. That, my friends, sadly, is the NBA. And that's why people are just turned off on the NBA. I mean, it's, it's just no responsibility whatsoever. They just don't care. Remarkable. All right, opposite picks on this uh, Wednesday morning right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On this Wednesday morning, here's Dewey Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do. Always got to double check myself because Sundays it's 8 to 10. So Monday through Friday, uh, it is 5 to 7 a.m. And then uh, Sunday, it's 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. So uh, there you go. Scott Wetzel sitting in. Uh, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Our poll question is out. Let us update that uh, one more time. We always like to do that. Go to Opposite Picks, uh, get your vote in. And that is with the NHL season starting tonight. So who's going to win the Stanley Cup championship? Very easy poll question. We like to keep it popcorn radio, replacement host uh, style radio, if you will. And that is uh, Las Vegas. Let's check that other leading the way at 37%. Uh, Las Vegas at 20, and with, with Colorado getting a, a number of those votes. Uh, Las Vegas, the Golden Knights, 28%. Tampa Bay, 12%. And then who cares at uh, just under 22%. Not bad. You know, not, not too, too bad on the who cares. Uh, we got one guy who I think is being funny saying the Rangers. Chris, <laughs> Chris, 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 please. Yeah, yeah, the New York Ranger, please. Uh, Colorado, uh, Stephen uh, tweeted in Colorado. Uh, Jameson tweeted in Montreal. Uh, Ragnar completed the uh, tweeted in Colorado again. Uh, as I like Colorado getting most of those uh, opposite or uh, other votes. And let's see what Ryan tweeted in. Uh, the Devils. <laughs> nice one, Ryan. I like your tweet there. Uh, put a picture of the Devil guy on uh, on Seinfeld there. That's still one of the all-time great characters. So, uh, so uh, you know, let, let the Devils and the Rangers get into the postseason. Then we'll worry about them winning the Stanley Cup championship. But that said, NHL season does get underway tonight. What do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, that's tomorrow. 
check that. Six games, right? Uh, one, two, three, four, five games. You got Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Montreal, Toronto, Chicago, Tampa Bay, Vancouver, Edmonton, and St. Louis, and Colorado. The NHL, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. It's only the second time I've said this now in a couple of days, which generally is, is about a month's worth of, uh, or maybe a year's worth of saying it. And that is, I think the NHL did a pretty good job. You know, all things considered, listen, they're, they're trying to get this season underway. You know, the dopey NBA's got these teams flying all over the place, playing these back-to-back games, even though that they're not back-to-back. God forbid, you know, you know like Lakers-Houston last night, right? Second time they played, but they didn't play two days ago. And last night, they had to play three days ago because, God forbid, they should actually play back-to-back nights. Oh, my gosh. No, you can't play a basketball game two straight days. Oh, it'll kill this team. So we got to give them a day off. What a joke, right? So the, the the NBA is bending all over the place to, to try and get their season in, whereas I think the NHL did it right. Now, you may not like the setup, but, again, I, I think uh, when push came to shove, they did a pretty good thing. They're dividing the league into three or four divisions, and they're keeping all the Canadian teams up in Canada, so you have seven teams up in Canada. Uh, it just wasn't going to work with the travel going back and forth between the two different countries. So Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg are in one division, the North Division, they're calling it. East Division, going to be real good. Uh, Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, Islanders, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington. You got some good teams there. Um you know, obviously Pittsburgh and Washington, Philadelphia, uh, our beloved Bruins, uh, Islanders. That that's five hardcore, pretty good NHL teams. Uh, and then you throw in Buffalo and the Rangers and the Devils. Central Division: Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, Tampa Bay. You're kind of stuck. You know, what is Tampa Bay and Florida? I hear you asking doing in the Central. You know, you got to spread it out as as best you can. I think they wanted to keep the East teams clearly just in the East. I mean, you don't have to change time zones. Uh, you don't have to go outside. I mean, the East is in Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, which is basically the same thing, Pennsylvania and Washington. You got eight teams in five states. I mean, you, literally, you could bust all those games. Islanders, Rangers, Devils are all separated by, you know, a half hour's drive without traffic. Uh, and then Boston's even four hours away. So that that's real good. So they, they wanted to keep those intact. And then the West Division has your, you know, your West Coast teams. You know, Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, L.A., Minnesota, San Jose, Vegas, and then St. Louis. You know, St. Louis is probably getting the shaft there along with Minnesota. But, again, you know, you have to do something with Tampa Bay and, and Florida. So those teams got the Central. You can't certainly put those teams in the West. So that, that's it's pretty fair. And when everything is said and done – you know, I know I just said the East is loaded. It is. But I think they did a pretty good job. As it turns out, you know, luckily, probably more than anything else, it's pretty balanced. You know, each conference has some pretty good teams. You know, the, the Central there uh, has, has Tampa Bay and, and Nashville and Dallas, obviously. So you got the two teams that went to the NHL finals last year in Dallas and Tampa Bay in the same division. Uh, you know, Chicago made the playoffs last year. Carolina's pretty good. Columbus halfway decent. And then you got your dog team, Detroit, in there. Um, you got the West, which, uh, you know, he's got Colorado, which is very, very good. You got Las Vegas, which is very, very good. St. Louis is very, very good. Uh, so it's pretty, you know, I, I think they, you know, they might be a little light in the West, but I, overall pretty even. So that all said, the divisions are only going to be playing their divisions. That's it. 56 games. You play each division eight times. In the case of the North, since there's only seven teams, they're going to be playing those teams nine times. So case in point, 
Boston is not ever playing Chicago this year, not ever playing Dallas this year, not ever playing Tampa Bay this year, Bruin fans, which is probably a good thing. Um, you know, Columbus uh, in the Central is not ever playing L.A. Uh, Colorado in the West, uh, no one's going up to Canada to play. They are all playing within their division. Top four teams, as it does happen now, uh, advance to the postseason. So, yes, before you even say it, with the North having just seven teams, they're going to play 56 games to eliminate three. It is what it is. What, what are you going to do? So they play 56 games all within the division. They go to the postseason top four. They play one through four, you know, one versus four, two versus three. The two winners face off. So you get four teams, you know, the winner out of the north, the winner out of the east, the winner out of the central, and the winner out of the west. And then they'll see those teams depending on how many points the winners have. So you don't know, you can't realistically have a bracket right now because you don't know who's playing in the semifinals. The team in the East, the Bruins, may have 80 points and they're going to face off, you know, and that may lead the NHL and they're going to face off with the uh, eventual winner from the other divisions that have the least amount of points. So there is not a Central is definitely playing the West. You know, I don't know why they didn't, you know, do that. I mean, it seems to me it's not that big a deal, but that's how they're going to do it. So there you go. Season starts uh, tonight. The trade deadline is April 12th. The regular season is supposed to end, or hopefully May 8th. And uh, there you go. And that's the postseason. So not much travel. Certainly, if you're on the East Coast, uh, you know, you got to travel across the country if you're Canada. Uh, You know, going from, uh, you know, Vancouver to to Montreal, that's a bit of a hike. Uh, but I, I think the NHL did a halfway decent job, and we'll see. Cross your fingers, and, and hopefully everything will go through. The protocols, you know, the typical things, they're not playing in a bubble. They are actually playing, you know, in their respective facilities. I think it's going to be a state-mandated thing on whether fans will be allowed in the stands. I think that's going to be the case. Uh, and hopefully we get a season underway. I'm a Bruins fan, so I'm going to go Bruins. Uh, you know, I, I got Boston over Colorado in your Stanley Cup final. So cross your fingers. Hopefully that works out. Um, they have all kind of uh, future bets on uh, in the NHL. So Stanley Cup Finals uh, for our beloved Bruins, you can get them at 14-1. to 1. And I'm very, very, very dismayed about Tuka Rask being allowed back on this team. I tell you, I, I wouldn't – I wouldn't have, if it was up to me, he wouldn't be on this team. The way he bailed on the Bruins last year in the middle, not the beginning, but in the middle of the postseason, deciding it wasn't fun enough for him. Boy, it's up to me. He'd never wear another Bruin. Uh, he'd never wear a Bruins uniform again. Never, just never. So, Colorado is your favorite on FanDuel at plus six fifty. Tampa Bay's uh, to repeat plus eight fifty. Uh, a lot of people on Vegas as they were last year plus eight fifty. Toronto, I, I find that amazing. Toronto is twelve to one as your fourth choice. You got to be kidding me, FanDuel. Uh, who's in charge of your hockey, brother? You know, you got to call me up. I mean, the day the Toronto Maple Leafs win this, let them win a couple of divisions. Let, let, let them get, you know, get to the postseason, but let them win a couple of playoff series before they're the uh, fourth choice. That is clearly just a betting thing. You know, all the Canadian folks, God bless them, I guess. Uh, Toronto, they're going to bet them. But uh, Montreal, though, is, is not, you know, they're all the way down to 26 to 1. But. Uh, you know, you talk about low odds on Toronto. Boston then fourteen to one. Carolina seventeen to one. Philadelphia seventeen to one. Decent value on Philadelphia if you think they're going to take the next step. And I tell you, the other one that's got pretty good value, the New York Islanders twenty eight to one. That's pretty good. 
Uh, they, they reached the first round last year and win. Uh, they reached the second round last year and win. You know, maybe this is the year that they take it, uh, you know, one step further and actually get to the Stanley Cup championship and, and maybe win it. 28-1 to 1 on a team, you know, that has beat Mario – Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby and uh, Alex Ovechkin in back-to-back playoff years. I'll take my chances on on them. Uh, at 28-1, to 1, that is real good odds. That of all the ones that kind of jump off the page odds-wise – the Islanders at 28 to 1. They don't have any superstars. That, that's the problem. You know, they, they don't have the Ovechkins and the Crosbys uh, and all the others, you know, but they do it hardcore style. They, they win it with playoff hockey, which is why I like them. And only 56 games, they won't be worn out. Yeah. Uh, value wise, 28 to 1. Capitals 22 to 1 is pretty good as well. You know, you want to give me Alex Ovechkin at 22 to 1 odds? I'll take my chances on that. Islanders and Caps value wise, the best. Ultimately, our Bruins at 14 to 1 are going to win it all. Opposite picks. We are red hot on fire. That is coming up next right here. Opposite picks show on the Sports Good Radio Series X7 channel. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils, folks, and get set for the fastest and, more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks, you newbies ask? Well, we give you six games, 6,000 reasons why we like one team, and then go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas in a fan duel. And we proved it again yesterday, going 5-1 and one with our opposite plays, bringing our three-day total to 16-4 and four against the spread. You heard that right, 16 documented and 4. Cha-ching, cha-ching. So here we go. We've got six more games for you this morning. We'll begin with some college basketball plays. Pick number one, Virginia laying 10.5 versus Notre Dame. Cavs starting to get their mojo back. They've won 6 of 7, including a 9-point win over the same Notre Dame team in South Bend just over a week ago. So why lay 10.5 if they only won by 9, you say? Well, Iris, uh, they're a wreck. They're awful this year. They've lost 5 of 6, including 4 of those by double digits. They're more than capable of getting blown out here on the road. I love Virginia to win by 15 points or so. Give me Notre Dame plus the 10.5. Pick number 2, Tulsa getting a point and a half at Wichita State. Battle of two real good basketball teams here. This should be a good one. Tulsa's won six in a row. Wichita State's won six of seven. One of those wins at Tulsa three weeks ago is a small underdog. Very, very tough beating a good team twice in a three-week span. No home field, no home court advantage here. It's just simple man against man. And you know what? I love taking chances on the ball bouncing the Red Hot Tulsa's way here as they get revenge. Love Tulsa getting a point and a half at Wichita State. Wichita State minus the point and a half. Pick number three, Texas laying three at Texas Tech. Yes, <clears throat> Tech is a good team, no doubt about it, but so is this Texas club, which has now won 10 of its 11 games this year, including six in a row, which includes impressive road wins at Kansas and West Virginia. 
Folks, you don't win at those places unless you have a real, real, real good basketball team. Again, tech good, but they've already lost to Houston, Kansas, and Oklahoma State this year. Texas, meanwhile, has already beaten Kansas and Oklahoma State this year. I mean, everything points to the hometown Longhorns. Give me Texas Tech plus the three. Pick number four, Wyoming getting nine at Boise State. You know, forget about Boise State football. How about Boise State basketball? Yep, the Broncos are darn good. They've won 11 in a row. So why are we going against them? Because they played Wyoming two nights ago and won by 18. So again, why are we going against them then? Because this will be the third time Boise State has played a team twice in a row. They crushed San Jose State by 51 December 30th. Played them two days later, beat them by one. They beat Air Force by 19 January 6th. Couple of days later, they only won by 11, didn't cover. Two days ago, they buried the same Wyoming team by 23. Anybody notice a pattern here? They win handily in game one. They struggle in game two in these little series. Love Wyoming, which despite that loss the other night, is still seven and three on the season. Love the Cowboys at home. Give me Boise State, minus the nine. Pick number five, we're gonna go to the NBA. Phoenix lane five versus Atlanta. No more high-flying Hawks. Their offense is going to the tune of failing to score 110 points in their last five games. They used to have that after three quarters. That's resulted in losses. They're just one in four of those games. They're not winning on defense, they're losing by not scoring. Suns will scorch them as they failed to score less than 105 points all season. This has got 125-110 written all over it. Phoenix in a rout. Give me Atlanta, plus the five. Pick number six, Dallas laying four at Charlotte. Second meeting of the season. This is one of my all-time favorite plays. Hornets were embarrassing the Mavs last time out. Won by 19 points in Dallas two weeks ago. Mavs circled this game the moment that contest ended. They want revenge. They've won three in a row, and they've been off a few days after having a game canceled with the COVID nonsense. They are going to get it tonight at Charlotte, a place where they're 12-3 and three against the spread. Yeah, 12-3 at Charlotte. And Dallas is 23-0 and 0 against the spread, their last 23 road favorite straight-up wins. How about that? Everything points to Dallas tonight. He'd have to be the biggest bird brain, butthead, meathead, mutt-mouth, moron, kook, crook, crony, idiot, dope, dunce, dork, fool, jackass in the world to put American money on Charlotte tonight. It'd be Charlotte plus the four. Our opposite pick six-pack tonight. Charlotte plus four. Atlanta plus five in the NBA. College Hoops, Boise State minus nine. Texas Tech plus three. Wichita State minus one and a half. And uh, Notre Dame plus ten and a half at Virginia. Our opposite picks for this Wednesday, January 13th. Ah, uh, yes. On fire. And again, uh, I will post those on the website. Uh, generally do it right after the show. If not, then sometime early in the afternoon. But if I get a chance, I'll do it right, right after the show. So it's always there at opposite picks on the front page. And you can follow along there. Uh, and if you want to listen to it again, just listen to our on-demand. Go to sportsgridradio.com, uh, and, and all the previous shows are there. So, yeah, how about, I'm telling you, man, you, you, we're going to give you at least five, anywhere from five to seven. Uh, and you don't want to force it, 
I mean, you really got to like these things, as I do, <clears throat> but I'm telling you. Like, like last night, you know, we won with, with Virginia Tech over Duke. I mean, Duke is losing. To, what's the last time Duke lost to Virginia Tech in a college basketball game in which Duke was the perceived better team? I mean, Ball State, as a seven-and-a-half-point dog, won outright. I mean, how do you figure that? Uh, San Antonio, uh, you know, played lousy basketball. They beat OKC, which was playing halfway decent ball. Uh, you know, Indiana, you know, it, it was part of our system, back-to-back game. Uh, but, you know, Golden State's been playing well, and Indiana's not. They lost 7 of 10, and, and they went out right last night. And, and I didn't think the Rockets would be able to beat the uh, – or, excuse me, the Lakers would beat the Rockets uh, handily in back-to-back games. So, I'm, I'm telling you, you pick five, six, seven games every single night. Be legit. Be honest. Don't go opposite of opposite. And it's not easy to do. I told you that uh, for the new guys out there uh, and gals. You know, try putting American money on a team you don't think is going to win. It's not. You could do it once or twice, you know. Uh, but after that, it's it's tough. It it really is. It's it's not. It's just, you know, uh, it's just not normal. It, it blows your system. You know, it, it screws up with the brain. Yeah, I'm betting on a team I think is going to lose. I, I mean, they can't do that. It's like betting that, you know, uh, at roulette, you know, the, the, the line of, of failure. You can't. I did that one time. I, I You know, you ever do that? You want to piss people off? You go to a casino, go to the roulette table, and you could bet. It's the only only game in town, which is why I like it. I, I like I, I When I go to roulette, <clears throat> I like two games that stand out. Uh, let it ride, because that's the one game you could bet more than what you're really risking. If you're familiar with it, it's basically, to make a long story short, poker. And you bet three chips, no matter what the chips are, $5, $10, $100, doesn't matter. You bet three of them. Every time you get a card, if you don't like it, you could pull one of those bets back. So you're risking three to start, <clears throat> but in reality, you get to pull up to two back. Which is, you know, I'll, I'll, I could risk, uh, you know, three hundred and and maybe only lose a hundred if I want to. I'll take that. You know, well, you know, how many times can you, you do that in Vegas, and Atlantic City, and wherever else? All right, so I like that one. And then roulette, they actually allow you to bet for the roller to fail, and if you want to piss people off, you be the roller, and you bet yourself to fail. Oh yeah. I did that a couple times when I was younger. You you talk about a table that'll just turn on you uh, and just look at you. It's, you know, listen, it's you could do it. Uh, it's the only game in town, just like Let It Ride, the only game where you can bet more than what you really need to risk. This is the only game in town that you could bet to fail. The only that I know of anyway, the only one. You could actually bet that you're going to crap out. And when you bet that, when you're the roller, especially, oh, yeah, that's just one of those things. We need to make a popcorn list of things you don't do. Not that it's illegal, but just things you are not supposed to do, whether it's hedging, although I believe in hedging, or betting against you to to, to crap out uh, or, or basically bet that you're going to crap out and lose. Um, you know, different little, there's gotta be a few of those things uh, that you're really not supposed to do, but that that's one of them. Oh yeah. P- people will, uh, they'll look at you strange. We'll say if they, if you bet for you to fail, uh, at the crap table when you got the, uh, the dice. So anyway, there are your opposite picks for this Wednesday. And again, we'll post them on the website, oppositepicks.com. And hopefully you guys are making a couple of shekels. And, uh, if you accidentally happen to hit the merchandise button, <laughs> then, uh, then, then so be it. All right, a couple of NFL things here. 
Uh, we'll start with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer. Uh, NFL Network is reporting that these two sides may not be so close after all. You know, I didn't necessarily say that uh, last week, but what I did say still holds true now. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars <clears throat> and you're offering this guy the moon, right? Come in, Urban, have complete control of the franchise. You're the boss. Uh, we don't have a GM. You can hire your own GM. You can be your own GM, in essence, like uh, you know Bill Belichick is in, in New England and a couple of coaches are. Um, you can be the king tut of it all, right? We got the first overall pick, so we seemingly have our quarterback of the future, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread, and, and Trevor Lawrence sitting at our disposal. Uh, we got a big-time running back in James Robinson, you know, possible rookie of the year. We have uh, a decent little wide receiver in Shark Jr., um, our defense, you know, stinks, but okay, you know, you got to have something. There's a reason why we're one in 15, but you, you run the show. I'm going to give you as much money as, as anyone could really ask for. Uh, you got beautiful weather. We're in a division that's not, you know, that great. You know, you got the Colts, who cares? Uh, you got the Texans who don't know if they're coming or going. Uh, you know, so you, you, you got Tennessee. It's a halfway decent football team, but you got to have one team in there. So, it, but it's not this insurmountable, you know, unbelievable task in front of you. If, he still says no to all that. And if he's really taken this long, I'd pull the plug. I would. Uh, to me, it means he he just is, doesn't want to coach again. Uh, they're also reporting that he's considering other offers. He's uh, going through his options. Well, think about that for a second. Uh, you know, who has head coaching openings? Philadelphia? You really want to go down to Philadelphia with that train wreck? Uh, do you have a quarterback or you don't even have a quarterback? Do you have an owner who's got a butt in? You know, you win a Super Bowl and three years later you're getting fired. Uh, half the team is pissed off. The head coach is gone. Half the team wants Carson Wentz. The other half wants Jalen Hurts. Uh, you might not be able to win with either one. Who who would want that? You know, that, no. You want Houston and that mess? You know, mutiny from players who aren't even on the freaking team. Your star quarterback wants out. Who would want to deal with that nonsense? Atlanta, you got an old broken down quarterback in Matt Ryan. You got no future, no super high draft choice. You got one wide receiver who, uh, you know, is invisible when it comes to scoring touchdowns. No running game. Defense blows. No, I, I don't want the Atlanta job. Or Detroit, don't even talk about that. Jets, it's a farce. Maybe, you know, the L.A. Chargers. But otherwise, Jacksonville's the best deal out there. So, I'd pull the table. I, I'd pull it. I just wouldn't give them that trade. Today, I'd call them up and say, today, take it or leave it, and then move on. All right, more winners coming up. We pull up shop right here on the Hobbs SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Update a poll question one more time before we are through, and that is with the uh, NHL season getting underway today. Posted out uh, who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year. 
Uh, and uh, so far, the others has leading the way at uh, 38% of the vote. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights getting uh, just over 28%. Tampa Bay getting uh, 12.5%. And then uh, who cares? Uh, holding uh, steady at uh, 22% of the vote. Get it in there one more time, and uh, we'll update that to tomorrow morning when we do our uh, new poll question. A couple of stories here that we didn't have time to delve into, and that is uh, first up ratings for the college football championship game down 36% from last year. Uh, hockey tonight, I did mention that. We're going with the Bruins again, the Islanders and the Capitals, 14-28, to 1. Tonight, we're going to go with the Blackhawks, plus 210 at Tampa Bay as our anti-celebration system is in play. You uh, LL loyal listeners know what that's all about, so uh, hop on the uh, Blackhawks tonight. Louisiana Monroe College Football hired Rich Rod as its new associate head coach and offensive coordinator. Oh, by the way, unrelated story. Uh, his son is transferring to uh, Louisiana Monroe. How about Aaron Rodgers? He's going to be the uh, one of the guest hosts on Jeopardy, he revealed yesterday. So it's one of his uh, fascinations in life. He was a big-time fan of Alex Trebek, he revealed. And uh, they asked him to be a guest host, so he said yes. So he's going to do it sometime in the offseason. How about that? Sad story out of uh, New Orleans where the U.S. Supreme Court threw out the manslaughter conviction. Uh, the person who shot former Saints star Will Smith back in 2016 because they created a new rule saying that uh, that stuff has to be by unanimous vote. And when uh, Cardell Hayes was convicted, he uh, was convicted on a 10-2 vote on manslaughter and attempted manslaughter. So because of that, they're throwing out the conviction. Unfreakable. Uh, how pathetic is that? Hey, great job by everyone. Again, go to your Twitter feed. Go to Opposite Picks. Uh, keep it tuned right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, uh, 204 for more great programming. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Let's get a fistful of winners. Uh, enjoy the day. and Peace out. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge or don't. And wish you.